welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me, as always, but in person, yes, live is, and in church, is my mom. Hi, mom. How's it going? Hi, Ellen. Really well. Um, little note about today's episode: we're recording at midnight. <laughs> at midnight on the third of July. because yes. <laughs> we've got a big weekend planned. <laughs> so. Uh, we might get a little punchy or tired. Who's to say? <laughs> Tune in and we'll find out. <laughs> you know, it's it's a live podcast. Yeah. Anything can happen. Because <laughs> I don't edit it. Uh, <laughs> today we are going to talk about Butterface by Avery Flynn. And later we are going to talk about romance professions. But first, Mom, what have you been reading? Okay. We've been, we've had some weird uh, yes. recording times. Yes, we've been we out of sync a little bit because... The past few weekends, one or both of us have been busy, and we've had to record early. So yes. it, it's thrown off my your reading schedule. My reading schedule. Yeah. So I haven't done any extra reading. Neither have I. <laughs> well, you have more of an excuse than me, mm-hmm. and mainly because we were jamming through books quite a bit there for a while. So I yeah. kind of was like, eh, I need a break. So I took a few days off. Um. So last one we did was Waiting for Tom Hanks mm-hmm. by Carrie Winfrey, mm-hmm. and then I read Fixer Up by Tessa Bailey. And now I read Butterface by Avery Flynn. Mom, that's exactly what I have read in the past two weeks. Wow, we're so alike. <laughs> it's almost like we have a schedule or something. Um, yeah, that's all I've read as well. We're so boring. We can't do this segment anymore. Sorry, I know. It might get bad, too. <laughs> um, so, as we've said, today we are going to be talking about Butterface by Avery Flynn. This is the first book in her Hardigans series, and it's followed up by... Muffin Top and Tomboy. A bit of a little theme there. Um, So, due to the busyness, you guys, I had to do it again. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But so I have just the back cover description for this book. But it's kind of a little different, so it's kind of fun. Um, This is what it says. It's true. I'm not what most people would call pretty. And, well, high school was rough. Fast forward 10 years and life is good, until a bunch of jerks thinks it's hilarious to put the Butterface, a.k.a. me, on a wedding kiss cam with the hottest guy ever, and that old humiliation hits hard. I recognize him immediately, the sexiest cop in Waterbury, and totally out of my league. But then he kisses me, and we totally forget the room, the crowd, everything. Then he tells everyone we've been dating for months. Soon everything starts to feel too real. From adorable fights over necessary tools to fix my broken porch to a survive to surviving a free-for-all dinner with his six siblings to picking up where our last kiss left off. But there's something he's not telling me about why he's really hanging around, and I'm pretty sure it has to do with my mob-connected brothers, because this is not a makeover story, and Cinderella is only a fairy tale. So, Mom, what did you think of Butterface? So, Ellen, I really liked this book. I really liked this one a lot, too. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was really cute. Um, expound? <laughs> I liked it a lot. <laughs> You're useless. I thought her writing was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Jeez. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I liked having dual P... I don't know why it felt like we haven't read... Dual POV because Fixer Up was dual POV, right? Uh, was it? I can't remember. I can't remember either. That was a whole book ago. Um, uh, this one, I listened to part of it on audio, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And he had, and a, I listened to some saucy scenes <laughs> on audio too. He had a deep, rumbly, sexy voice, and I was uh, no accent, but. It wasn't really appropriate for this book. <laughs> just, just this, uh, what, where did they live? It never really says. It's, it's like Harbor City, which I think it's made up, right? Yeah, it's I think not so. a real place. And it's, but like this hard and grizzled cop, it, and all of a sudden he's got like an Irish accent. Waterbury just made me think of Connecticut. I don't know why. Is there a Waterbury, Connecticut? <laughs> Maybe there is. Maybe. Uh-huh. I don't know. But anyway, I figured somewhere back east. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's fake. I've never heard of it, so. Yeah. And but, it's supposed to, you know. they like kind of describe it as like a metropolis. Right. And it's not like I'm a geography buff, but. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, so I liked having the dual POV. I don't know why it felt like I haven't read one in a long time, because I think I have. But um, 
Yeah, so let's just get into it. First question. Are grown adults actually this terrible oh, to a fellow my human gosh. <laughs> I was like, I must be the nicest person on the planet because there's no way on earth I would ever, ever, I don't care how unattractive someone is, I would never talk about someone like that. No. It was horrible. And I don't think, like, many grown men would. There would at least, like, if you get people together, there would at least be someone who's like, no, dude, come on. Well, and I realize that he is that person in this book, but... Especially, even if they didn't realize that he had feelings for her, he's obviously at least friendly with her. Why on earth would you be yeah. talking smack about her to him? I mean, so we have the fellow guys giving him bleach chapstick because he's kissed her. Yeah. Sad. Uh, they pull this hotel room prank on her where they, like, send her up thinking that... You know, he wants her to come up and have sex, which coincidentally he did. He did. But and he was on board. <laughs> um, and they call her a brown bagger because you and need they to put left a brown, a brown bag on his face on, on his, his desk. desk. Yeah, they were horrible. But not just that, his boss made comments. Yeah, and then you know the other guy that he worked with that you know that started the whole problem in the begin you know at the end. But um, yeah, people were oh, and the well, okay. So the girls in the bar, I kind of got, I kind of understood that because, you know, women can be catty that way. Yeah. And like, she could even be like strikingly gorgeous. And sometimes women are going to be like, uh, you're way prettier than her though. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just things that girls do. Yeah. But um, yeah, the things that guys were saying, that was horrible. I know. And it I'm like, mortifying. I'm like, is this how men talk about us behind our back? <laughs> is the thing but gosh I hope not like yeah. well, I mean it's making me feel very fragile <laughs> please this is the thing I'm like there are things to say about me <laughs> I just hope not they're not being said yeah I know um but yeah that was kind of off-putting well not off-putting of the book but off-putting like gosh, as being a human being yeah yeah and and like I like to think about humanity that this is not happening to this extent, especially to someone who, within the context of the book, I mean, she's described as having some facial features that are maybe a little bit more profound than others, but she, but she's not, I don't know, I, I never got the feeling that she, I always kind of got the feeling that there are things about her face that she didn't like, especially growing up, and, may, you know, she's probably grown into them a little bit, but she's still super insecure. I mean, we all have that thing that you got made fun of for as a kid, and, like, well, and even if you thing. don't have it. You know, I get that she, you know, they made fun of her in high school, or they, but these are grown-ass adults that yeah. were making fun of her, and it's yeah. like, dudes, please tell me yeah. that you're a little more... You know, grown up than this. And, like, maybe if they were, like, guys in their 20s, I would... But it was, like, men that were older than him that were doing right. this. Well, even his... The guys that he worked with maybe as, as a joke kind of thing. But when his boss is making comments, it's like, yeah. dude, come yeah. on. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that kind of threw me just because I was like, I'm not sure, like, how believable I find this. And... Gosh, I hope that it's not happening to, like, like poor little souls. Like, I hope that this is not happening to this extent to someone that is a grown-ass adult. Yeah. 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 Well, also, you know, I would hope that I, I... And it bothered me that he never just went off on some of these guys. Yeah, he... I mean, like... As soon as it was starting, and you can see his, like, feelings brewing, I'm like, oh, there's going to be, like, a moment where... And he, like, has a couple of them. Like, he has the guy, the guy he punches at work, and then he kind of, like, yells out the guy who reveals his secret right. at the end. Um, but, yeah, there was just so many people harping on this poor girl, and I'm like, <laughs> gosh. So, Mom, what did you think of Gina as our heroine? Uh, I liked Gina. I liked yeah. her a lot. I felt sorry for her. Oh, gosh, I know. She'd gone through. I, I know. I'm. I was just like, 
I need to hug you. Like, this is just, like, breaking my heart. Um, yeah, I really loved her. I, I loved that she was, she was still feisty. And, um, and I think especially, you know, when she got comfortable in situations, she became really fun and lively. And that's yeah. kind of, like, what drew him to her. Um, but, yeah. My heart just, like, broke for her so many times throughout the book. Well, here's the deal. In all of, you know, my husband and I, through our lives together, you know, we've, we've talked about this multiple times, but we've made a lot of friends over the years in the military. You know, we spent years and years in the military. Yeah. We, you know, through our adult lives, we've made a lot of friends. And we are very aware of there's people that you meet and you look at them and you think, oh, they're okay looking. And then as you get to know them, they become more and more attractive because they're just such great people. Yeah. And then um, there's people that you meet and you think, wow, they're really pretty or they're really attractive. And then as you get to know them, they become less and less attractive because yeah. their personalities are so horrible. And um, she was definitely one of those that you probably looked at at first and thought, eh, you know, she's not the prettiest. Yeah. But then as you get to know her, you know, yeah. she be, would become more and more attractive because of her personality. And I think that that's what he was going through. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, th- I thought that whole thing was really sweet. And I, I also really liked that she kind of came to this realization of self-confidence that she kind of has towards the end, like before he comes crawling back to her. Right. You know, that she kind of gets that moment of like, you know what? Screw them. Screw them all. Right. And like, I'm just going to be the best person I can be, no matter what yeah. my face looks like, and yeah. y'all can kiss my derriere. Yeah, and I also <laughs> really loved the moment where she um, kind of addresses why she's never gotten plastic surgery, and she says, like, um, something along the lines of, you know, I want to find someone that's going to love me, like, with all of this, not, like... In spite of it. Or... Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I, I liked that. I thought I thought that was good. And she found that in Ford. She did. Um, and I wrote down this line about that she says early on in the book. She says, no sitting around waiting on Prince Charming, who only existed in storybooks. Forget that pampered dweeb. What she <laughs> needed was a handyman who wouldn't run screaming from her home renovation to-do list. And, um, yeah, I mean, we've talked before about... Guys in tool belts. Yes, the handyman effect is yeah, it's, is it's nice, strong. and it's in full force in, in <laughs> this book. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and I liked her house project and wanting to carry that on for like her grandfather's memory and for her business. And you know, I liked that he saw within her that quality of like always trying to see the best and like treasure that in house or in people and right. things like that. I thought that was sweet. So, Mom, what did you think of Ford as our hero? <sighs> Ford was wonderful. Yeah. I, well, there were a couple times I was like, I really wanted him to speak out for her a little more than he did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wanted him to, like, stand on a table in that bar and just say, everybody, calm the frick down, which I understand would just bring attention to it and would probably mortify her. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. I, I just wanted him... You wanted, like, a bigger moment of him doing that? Yeah, of him, like, sticking up for her. and Yeah. And, you know, there probably are times, you know, hey, I love this girl, and I love her face, and I love everything about her, and I wanted him to make a public declaration of that. But I don't know where it would have fit into the story, so... Yeah. Um. So he sounds super hunky. He is, like personality wise pretty hunky and he's so sweet yeah he's like really tender um and i love a guy that can do house projects i know we've talked about this before we have it's not just the tool belt it's just the really you can fix this for me i love oh, that that's so great <laughs> um and I, guys that fix cars too <laughs> anyway um, I love that he didn't ever, like, really understand. Like, even from the beginning, he's like, yeah, she's not, like, stunning, but what's the big deal? Like, all, Yeah, why are you guys all so horrible? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and that he never really understood 
what people were harping on. Um, and But I also kind of just loved his progression through the book of, you know, like, yeah, I mean, she's she's not, like, the best-looking person, but to, like, at the end where he's just like, she's beautiful, I love her, I need her every day of my life. Like, I, li- I like that progression. Um, I don't think I should read the Muffin Top book because I have a feeling <laughs> that's going to hit this you. Is, yeah, if this is the way they treat the girl who's really not, her face isn't that attractive. I I don't even want to know what they say about the Muffin Top girl because it might really strike a, strike yeah, a nerve. Yeah, I, I might hurt my feelings. <laughs> yeah. For her, for her. Yeah, of yeah, of course. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to relate no, to that No, I wouldn't be able to relate to that at all. <laughs> muffin Top, I've got a whole loaf. <laughs> Yeah, we both can't relate to that at all. Um, yeah, and I wrote down this line for Ford. He couldn't get enough of her because there was no such thing. Oh. Aw. Aw, Ford. Um, okay. And I love a guy with a family that, like, gets along, like, is in tight with his family. Yeah. I love well, that's the whole series, so I know. obviously they have to, like, big But I love the, the family dynamic, and I love guys. The loud, crazy family. Yes. We love those, and... and you know, they both, I guess, were from loud, crazy families, but um, yeah. his at least was on the right side of the law. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did like her brother, like her relationship yeah. with her brothers, I thought was sweet. Um, and then if I were to have one quibble with the book, and this is only because this was like what I had this writing teacher in college who like just drilled this into my psyche and so I have a hard time like not noticing it if I sense it in a book and that is um I felt like with the progression of their relationship and like the development of their feelings that they she kind of like told not showed that development there was a lot of like We've been working on the house and having so much fun and doing this kind of stuff. I see what you're saying. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And rather than, like, showing me moments of that that right. make me get all mushy. Right. That's my... that but that And that's... I think that I only noticed that because of, like, what I said, that that was just pounded into me. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice it as much. But. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's, that's my small quibble. But everything else I loved. Um, okay. So how do you think the author handled the issue of Gina's perceived ugliness and her self-confidence issues? Do you think it was coming from, like, a believable place, etc.? Yeah, I think it was from a believable place. I think um, I felt bad that she had such a negative I know. feeling about herself because I, I really can't believe she was that ugly. I mean, it's not like she yeah. was snaggletoothed or anything. Nothing, yeah. nothing against people with snaggletooth. <laughs> Right, but it's, I mean, like, they were describing her like she was this, like, god-awful crone, and it's like, you know. I mean, everybody's got, like, I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Like, they're describing (laughs) her like that, and and I'm just like, no, she can't be that bad. Like, I don't know, and and even if she was, you don't treat people like this. I I don't, it's just crazy. Um, But, yeah, given... All that she put up with, I thought it was actually pretty natural that she would be feeling the way she did, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, you you can say, like, I'm fine, I don't care about this, but, you know, especially women, we fixate on, yeah. on that kind of stuff. Well, and her whole thing about he's, you know, he's not going to be in for the long haul because I'm just not the kind of girl who gets the hot, sexy guy for... Yeah. I mean, my brother, one time when we were kids, said that I laugh like a donkey. (laughs) And, like, I still, like, have a complex about my laugh. Like, I have friends that are like, oh, my gosh, I love your laugh. I'm like, no, it's awful. (laughs) I sound like a donkey. (laughs) Yeah. And and so, like, every, you know, and every time someone comments on my laugh, I'm like, I know it's awful, right? And, like, I can't get away from that. No. I'm trying to think if I have something like that, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> Mom thinks she's amazing and wonderful. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> she's perfect. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, like, especially women, like, you 
like even hint at something, especially physically, and it's like, I have an issue for I, life about this. This is a problem that I have, and it's going to be with me for the rest of my days. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, like, let's not beat around the bush. That's true. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, she questions him several times on what he is doing with her, and he's always quick to reassure her that he's he loves, that he, like, thinks she's beautiful and that thinks she's a great person. And, and loves being with her. Yeah, and that he's... Um, but, I mean, if you are in her situation, you would kind of, like, I don't know. Like, if Chris Hemsworth came up to me on the street and, like, was like, I think you're amazing. Let's get married. And I'd be like, okay. <laughs> All right, Chris. <laughs> like, what's going on here? Are you going to, like, meet me in a hotel room and then I'm going to, there's going to be, like, hidden cameras somewhere? Because I really wouldn't care. <laughs> Let's go, Chris. <laughs> You're like, cameras? Okay, yeah, we need video proof of this. <laughs> it's going on the internet? I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down this line. Uh, he says, you're beautiful and I love the woman you are because of your face, not in spite of it. And I thought that was... That was great. Um, okay, so the main conflict comes about because of Gina's trust issues with Ford, both in his and her looks, you know, and then in him lying about his work assignment to her. Where, I mean, we saw that one coming yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, you knew um, that was going to be a blow-up. Yeah. So what did you think? Like, founded, unfounded? Um, founded. And... Because here's the thing with the work thing. He lies, like multiple times to her and he does it from a good place yeah but why couldn't he just have explained that to her at the beginning yeah. and i think that was her thing too and that's what frankie was trying to tell well him and too, like because was... when she when you know he tells her like i was trying to make sure i wanted to make sure that if you did have something illegal in your house that i would be the one that could nip it in the bud and right. take care of it for you um so explain that. I mean, again, we have communication problems, which is always always a thing. Our problem, and and I think that he, I think we keep looking at her insecurities, but I think he had insecurities in that he was raised in this family with these brothers who were all super charming and everybody loved him, yeah. and he was the one that didn't feel he was as charming and and not easily as easily lovable and not as vocal. I think he really tripped over his words a lot of times and like things didn't come to his mind right away to say that would be like the perfect thing to say in this situation. Yeah. And um, so I think he was insecure about not being able to say the right thing at the right time. I mean, that came up multiple times that he's yeah. like, I should have said this. I should have said this right then. And, you know, he just never did. And I think that he just had his own insecurities about you know, handling situations because he just wasn't charming like the rest of the, yeah. his call. brothers. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, and I think that he, I mean, he's definitely shy, I, I, right. I think is how I would describe him. Or at least just like reserved maybe is better, yeah. better term for it. Um, and, and, you know, he's very by the book and does things a very certain way and... Um, so yeah, I yeah, I think that's a good call on on him. Um but yeah, I think for her sake, she's totally I mean, at least in terms of the him lying to her about work thing. And I don't think she was I mean, you can tell me if you agree or disagree. I don't think she was mad about his his part in her brother's leaving. I think that her brother's leaving was just like the cherry on top of this like shitty situation of him. Right. And I think when all was said and done, she was glad that he got them out of there yeah. before that drug deal went down. But, um, uh, I think that it just, yeah, it kind of snowballed all these little yeah. things that, and he, and it was, his line was coming from a good place, but it still didn't, well. well, and I think all the, I think all the lying about work stuff, and then because of that, she, like, can't trust, be, and because she's already insecure about, you know, trusting guys when they, you know, right. compliment her and things like that. So now, all of a sudden, she can't trust everything that he's said to her about thinking she's beautiful and loving her and things like that. Um, and so, like... I was, I think I was good with the conflict in this one because 
I, I got everything. I wish that they, yeah, like you said, I wish that they had communicated and that he had communicated qu- more quickly what his intentions were with work. Um, but, you know, he got around to it, like, in a reasonable amount of time, I guess. Um, it was a it was a few days, but, you know, we needed that, his brother to get... He, he needed, needed to have his, like, realization yeah, that he Yeah, he needed to mope for a while, and then his brother needed to come and beat the snot out of him. And... Yeah. Yeah, so it all played out perfectly. <laughs> perfectly. It was cute at the end when they fell through the floor and... Yeah, that yeah stuff I there. liked that. Um, okay, let's talk about sex, baby. So... The sex in this one for me was, like, surprisingly saucy. I think because, like, the tone of the rest of the book wasn't as saucy. And then, like, the sex scenes were happening. And I'm like, whoa, we're going for it. <laughs> How did you act again? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, 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 I found it, like, surprisingly steamy. Not, like, in a, ugh, like, an off-putting way. But, like, oh. This is happening. Yeah, this is really happening. In the beer garden. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) I always worry about, because he talked about her wearing the little red flouncy skirt and, Mm -hmm. you know, how it went swiveling around her thighs. And then he goes up in there and there's no panties. Girlfriend, that, a breeze is going to expose all that. So you need to be a little more careful. That's That's just my advice. That's the mom and you cutting off. mom advice. Put some underpants on. (laughs) <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen she'll get right on that sure. <laughs> um yeah i mean like ford or sitting on a bar stool oh, <laughs> i'm just you know <laughs> i'm just trying to be practical here <laughs> yeah that's true that's like that's a good point <laughs> gross <laughs> yeah yeah that is gross um Interesting, interesting <laughs> arguments made by made by mom today. That's the mom in me. <laughs> um, kind of uh, similar to Travis in our last book, Ford kind of became a little bit of a different boy. Yeah, in the bedroom, quiet and reserved. We already talked about reserved, yeah. how reserved he is, and then all of a sudden, wowza. <laughs> yeah, which you know, I, I'm not saying he, was, he didn't talk quite as dirty as Travis. No, but. he didn't. But he kind of, he just kind of like unleashed a little yeah. bit you know really got up in there <laughs> yeah you know so to speak <laughs> <laughs> yes um okay mom what was your swooniest moment i was thinking about this because i knew you were gonna ask me <laughs> i'm glad you're catching on <laughs> hey i'm no dummy <laughs> um but i just i love okay we've already kind of mentioned this I love all the house fixing. <laughs> <laughs> That's your swoon. That's my swoon. It's like, oh, he's supposed to fix her stairs and he hasn't yet. Oh, <laughs> he fell through the porch. Gotta fix that. Wow, he's gonna get uh, this tiles. I was gonna say he's <laughs> buying her ceiling tiles. Ceiling tiles. Mom's <laughs> <laughs> getting all hot and bothered. I am. That that's a big turn on for me. Not not you know just the guy in the tool belt, but the guy who's fixing things for her. Yeah, that is nice. I I like that. Yeah, I like that. But I did also. I liked the falling through the porch floor at the end. Okay, that's mine. Because I mean, like my general one is just pretty much anytime he like reassured her that she was beautiful and yeah. wonderful, and I like. Oh, oh. Mm. Um, but I wrote down this, this line just cause I was like, oh, um, he's about to kiss her. He's just proposed to her. Okay. And she's like, here she was about to kiss a guy while a crowd of people watched and smiled. And that old nausea started to rumble in her belly. But then her gaze collided with Ford's again. And she could see he was even more afraid of rejection than she was. And I was just like, oh, they get each other. And like, <laughs> like they're. On the same wavelength now. And I, well, and I liked how at the beginning of the book, he was always tapping his thumb and his middle finger. Yeah. and Because it, it was like a nervous, nervous thing. Or something. And it was also kind of a way of calming himself down. Yeah. Um, but then they don't talk about him doing that anymore towards. So I think that she became his thing that calmed his him. His nervous tick. His, yeah. <laughs> She's his nervous tick. I don't think that sounds very romantic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she became the thing that would calm him down and, and yeah. t- grounded him. So. Yeah. That's that's what I'm reading into it. I like it. Um, yeah, so that was my swooniest moment. 
Um, let's hear what some of you thought of this book. Beth the says collective, the collective you. The collective you, not, <laughs> not you. Me. I said some of you. <laughs> let's just hear what your five <laughs> things about this book. <laughs> a lot to say. Um, Beth said, I read it a while ago, so no specifics. I've made a reflin and auto buy. Have read Muffin Top and Tomboy, Parental Guidance. Y'all should do this for the podcast. The Schemer, The Charmer, The Negotiator. You get the idea. Fun, funny, witty, charming. Yeah, I was thinking because we have, we're recording this one early, so we have some time to read. And I'm thinking maybe I'll read the rest of the series because I did really enjoy this one. Um, Sarah said, I read this a while ago. I need to do a skim through to recall, but I do remember picturing Chelsea Peretti as the heroine, except she's the direct opposite of Gina from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And that's a good call, casting-wise. Well, that's kind of who I, it was weird that she did that, because that's exactly who I was kind of picturing. Yeah. Who I think is pretty. Yeah. But she does have a larger, I mean, she, she has features that are not you would not call classically beautiful. Yeah. But I think she's really pretty. And then yeah. her personality, because she's funny, yeah. um, makes it even better. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When she said that, I'm like, oh, good good casting call. I think that's, yeah, that's a good one. Um, Heather says, I loved this book. Muffin Top was the first book of hers I read and then moved to this one. It was a great read with a great message. Um, Natalie says, I love this series. I had an unusually personal reaction to these. <laughs> yeah. I know that's what I'm worried about with um, Muffin Top. She said, this book, and to an even greater extent, the second book, Muffin Top, uh, made me feel seen in a way that rarely happens in books. I see these powerful, funny, smart women forced to handle and overcome certain painful experiences that happen on the page because of people's reactions to their appearance, and I can connect it directly to certain things I've had to deal with. This makes me feel so validated and hopeful, and I feel challenged to get over my own insecurities and not settle for poor treatment from others because of what they think I should look like. So basically, maybe these books hit me in just the right spot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm, I am slightly worried about reading Muffin Top. Because <laughs> um, that's where I have, that's where. Well, I'm sure there's a journey, and I'm sure that it's going to be great at the end and empowering. Yeah. But it's just. Because I've, I've never, I mean, I've never felt like I'm stunning. But I also don't think I'm. Like, my face is bad. I mean, except for, like, when I break out or something. But um, but body issues, that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely getting thing. into yeah. the into the, the, weak, the soft spot. <laughs> Literally. I see what you did there. Yeah. Um, Nicole says, I love Butterface and will be reading the next books in the series. Avery Flynn wrote, Gina so well, I swear I could hear her thick New York accent in my head while I was reading her lines. Ford was swoon-worthy, and the fact that he never looked down on Gina for her nose like other people did made my heart warm. Uh, Deanna says, love this book so much, in all caps. I love that Gina has hang-ups but isn't waiting around for a guy to make her happy, and I love that Ford has his own anxiety about himself but also doesn't stop that from doing what he wants in being a cop instead of a firefighter. And he sure doesn't give a damn about that nose. <laughs> I think we've all at some point been made to feel that we are lacking, that we aren't pretty, funny, smart, cool, sexy, blah, blah, blah. And we shouldn't let that stop us from being happy and going after what we want because F that noise. Amen. Amen. Um, Holly says, overall, I liked it. I did find Gina annoying when she continued to doubt Ford. I was probably so annoyed because I loved Ford. As someone who blushes easily, his red ears made me smile every time. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't think she annoyed me, but sometimes I was like, honey, he, he loves you. Like, yeah, embrace it. Well, because of her background, though, you could kind of you could see where yeah. she was coming from. There have been books that we've read where the girls are dragging their feet on you know the guy, and I'm like, what on earth is keeping <laughs> you from jumping yeah. that? But this one, I, I yeah, I get. I mean, especially with the amount of jeez, yeah, abuse this girl gets. Still, yeah, gosh, it's awful. Yeah. Um, Kristen says, loved it. Hope you guys do too. Avery Flynn is an auto buy for me now. I've enjoyed everything of hers I've read. Um, Annie on Instagram said, I have enjoyed this whole series. I think it's great the author took these different female stereotypes and gave them a voice. 
Like many, 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 many other women, I have also struggled with my weight and so was drawn to Muffin Top first. However, Tomboy ended up being my favorite of the series. If you even partially liked this book, I highly recommend also reading Tomboy. Thanks for the great shows, the great show, ladies. It always brings a smile to my face. Yeah, I mean, if you're going by Goodreads, yeah, we should bring a smile to your face. <laughs> the way no, you, sorry, the way you segued. I'm, no, I'm saying like yes, and not not in reference to that last line. Um, yes, if you look at Goodreads uh, ratings, if you're going by that. Um, this one actually has the lowest ratings of the series and Muffin Top. That's pretty common, though, I think, just because it's first people, well, and people that read a series and stick with it are people who liked it and, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Jessica said, I liked this book a whole lot. It really hit me in the feels in a good way. Gina is a great heroine who is strong, knows who she is, and is going after the things she wants in life. Um... I think her insecurities and those heartbreaking moments of doubt and hurt tap into what so many of us feel, so it was very relatable. I also really loved Ford. He was such a cinnamon roll of a hero. Yes, just adorable. Those red ears and sweet. I loved that he saw Gina for who she is and not just what she looked like. Some major swoon moments occurred too. Can we talk about how beyond ador- adorable and swoony it was when he mouthed Please, after proposing. <laughs> oh, that was really cute. <laughs> um, I also really liked the Hardigan family dynamic and definitely want to check out the other books in the series. Yeah, I think I'm I think I'm there. I think I wanna keep reading. Even though it's gonna be it's gonna be hard. You, <laughs> you never read anymore anyway. That's <laughs> true. I actually forgot my Kindle when I came out to Calif- to California, so Seriously? Yeah, I know. I left it charging on my bed. You'll have to just read on your phone or something. Ugh, like a savage. Um, <laughs> so, Mom, any other thoughts on Butterface? No, I loved it. Yeah, I thought I it... want to go smack some... I don't know where Waterbury is, but I'm going to go... Smack some go, cops. I'm going to go smack some people around. I'm coming for you. <laughs> yeah, it... Yeah, I know. And please, like, reassure us that humankind is not this bad yeah i really want to go see those guys and just say you think you're all that great to look at yeah what have you got going on because i'm not seeing it yeah exactly um so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on butterface by avery flynn we would love to hear more from you on our facebook page our facebook group which is not your mom's facebook group our goodreads group our twitter and our instagram which are both at not your mom's rom or you can email us at not your mom's romance book club at gmail.com so if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read we'd love to hear from you on july 15th we will be discussing new orleans rush by kelly siskind in our next mini episode for now We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about romance professions. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. It's like nails on a chuckle. (laughs) Um, Okay, Mom, we got an email. (gasps) An email. An email. Um, This email is from Alexandra. She starts by saying... Hello, as most do. <laughs> that's, a, uh, that's a common salutation. <laughs> and she says, I absolutely love your podcast. I've listened, I've only listened to sporadic episodes because I don't want any spoilers. Totally get it. Um, but I love your commentary and you just make me laugh so much. <laughs> Probably mom, right? <laughs> Come on, you're funny now. And then. <laughs> I have a complex because every time I how funny mom is. Um, she's, uh, she continues. Um, I will point out, she did not point out that you were funnier than me. I, I, I understand. Okay. I'm, anyway. You're, you're the one that seems to have the <laughs> complex about it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, she says, I love that you've made a family project of it and are helping to reduce the silly stigma that people have about romance as a genre. I got my husband to read The Kiss Quotient. He liked it, by the way. And then we listened to your episode together and it had him laughing too. Aww. I love that. Uh, She says, I wanted to recommend a few books that I'm not sure if you've read. She said, I absolutely loved Head Over Heels by Serena Bell. It's a friends to lovers romance with a bit of forced proximity and some very endearing single dad moments. Can't say any of those things are my go-to, but I adored this book. Okay. Check. I like like it all. Uh, She says, I loved The Real Deal by Lauren Blakely, which was... 
Which one did we read by? Oh, Wanderlust is Lauren oh, Blakely. We listened to that one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we did. I don't know if we've mentioned this before. <laughs> uh, I, she says, I love The Real Deal by Lauren Blakely, which was fake to real dating. That's always a good one. And was really good. So much tension. Ooh. Okay, check. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have read any R.S. Gray. I have not. I feel like maybe I have, but I can't keep track of it, you guys. Um, she says, I have read a few of hers that didn't work for me, but I really enjoyed Cold Hearted Boss, an enemies to lovers story where the characters working in rural Tex rural, rural. Texas <laughs> the rural church. <laughs> Um, on a build site so much tension and the bow and the bell which is a second chance romance where the characters meet when the girl is much too young to be dating someone older than her but they meet again 10 years later and all bets are off mom's not on board it (laughs) takes i'm okay with it later on i'm not on board with it when they're too young it takes place in new orleans which is super fun okay check i like all of it so far uh, she said, okay, last ones, LOL. I've gotten really into the author Mimi Matthews for historical romance. They are technically proper romance, but they are so steamy for proper romance. It's like all the best things about Pride and Prejudice style romance, etc., etc., but amped up a little. I know this isn't the best for the podcast, perhaps, but might be enjoyable as a change of pace on your TBRs. My favorites by her are The Parish Orphans of Devon, The Work of Art, and A Holiday by Gaslight, which is Christmassy. Uh, She says, thank you for making us all laugh, Alexandra. Thank you, Alexandra. You're so sweet. Yeah, that was, uh, I I liked the sound of all of those. I mean, there's some some good tropes in that lineup. So we'll have to check those out. And Um, authors we haven't read, so. Yeah, exactly. Um, Cool. Well, thanks, Alexandra, for sending an email in and giving me something to read in this break segment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm always grateful for that. Um, So keep sending them in. We'll keep reading them. And uh, we'll see you for the next break segment when I get to sing and annoy mom. Welcome back. So in this book, Butterface, with a cop and a wedding planner featured in this book, we thought this was the perfect time to talk about professions in romance novels. So mom, what are some of your favorite professions to see featured in a romance, either because they are interesting or just because they are so typical to the romance genre that it just kind of makes you chuckle? Well, the ones that, I don't want to say bother me, but kind of bother me these ones where the hero is like a bazillionaire for some unknown reason and never works and never works that was what was the one what was the one we where read he was like Brooklyn a air yes and he like i liked that he seemed to work yeah he was rich, and a lot of but, people called that out too. yeah that, but he like worked for his rich yeah and uh you know, I don't know if it's they inherit money or, or whatever. And you really, you see it way more in historicals than you do yeah, in Yeah, but I think that was actually straight up the case. Although, like, the guys seemed to, like, need to run the lands more than... But it seemed like they had a lot of, like, let's go do this time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of times these romance novels seem like a soap opera where for some unknown reason this person who's supposed to be a doctor in a hospital and like can just get off in the middle of the day mm-hmm. and go do whatever whenever. Mm-hmm. Um cuz I sign me up for that kind of job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it, I I it bothers me when they have like this unrealistic job where they they're making a gazillion dollars. It's and like they're all living the, like, friends lifestyle where they can just go and hang out in a coffee shop for yeah, three hours exactly. in the middle of the day. Yeah. Who can do that? <laughs> Not me. <laughs> um, yeah, I got thinking about, like, you know, and it's it's kind of similar to, like, a Hallmark movie where you see, like, the same jobs pop up over and over again. Um and it's very similar to romance novels. But I got thinking about it. And, I mean, like, you think about it, how many wedding planners do you know? How many None. bakers? <laughs> how many, you know, all these things that we see pop up over and over and over again. Like, how many of those do you actually know in real life? None, None. is my answer to most <laughs> of them. Um, but 
<laughs> when you think about you're at a party, you go up to somebody and you're like, hey, what do you do for a living? And they're like, oh, I work for this company. Like, we do this and, you know, and, like, my job is to do this for them and da 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 that's too boring for a romance <laughs> First novel. First novel. And it's way too much to have to explain. Yeah. But you just say, wedding planner, or baker, or <laughs> I own a store, you we, know. We all know what that means. Yeah. But I do like it when the hero has, like, a gritty job. And we don't always get that all the time. Yeah. Well, a cop kind of fits into that a little bit. Yeah. But, um... Like, I was, I was thinking about, because I remember how much I liked this, but the Amy Dawes book, the Wait for wait, wait With Me. Wait, wait With Me. Wait With yes. Me. Um, where he worked in the tire store. Yeah. And they just kept talking about him stacking tires, and you're like, oh, gosh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for that. Uh, yeah. But I like when they have, like, a really hard-working, gritty job, and they're not just, yeah. like, a, you know, uh, I don't know a writer or a journalist or, you know, something. The thing that's interesting, too, about heroes more so than heroines is, like, you have, like, whole subgenres of the romance genre yeah. that are devoted just to the hero's job. You've got, like, the billionaire subgenre. You've got sports romance genre. You've got military romance, which I realize can be hero and heroine. I'm just... Right. It, Let's let's be honest. It's usually the hero. Um, yeah, sports romance. I mean, I do like the sports romance. Romantic suspense. Usually, the hero is a cop. Cop. Let's yeah. Well, because was it Mister Perfect that we read where he was a yeah. cop too? I do like I do like the cops because there's usually some kind of other damsel in distress. Well, moment. or some other backstory going on. That's yeah. I know. I I will say with Butterface, I was a little surprised that like some of the they didn't mystery go, elements didn't like, right. They didn't go in deeper into the crime yeah. family thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So, and like, I get that his brother's books are going to be firefighters, and I don't think I've ever read a book where the guy is a firefighter. But I do. I have because I seek it out. <laughs> I was going to say I do like. Firefighters. <laughs> oh gosh, mom! I, there was like some catastrophe in the building next door to me, mm-hmm. but there was just firemen everywhere, and I was like, "Oh, hello, hello!" hello, hello. <laughs> I think I feel faint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, um, yeah. So that was. I mean, that's kind of where I mean, because I was thinking about like, do I really want my her- heroines and heroes to have like real jobs that I know people who have them. And I'm like, no, no, not really. Like, I think about the people I know and what they do. I'm like, And then, because, yeah. I mean, I know a thing or two about the teaching profession. When I do read about teachers in, in romance novels, it's usually mm, a little unrealistic, at least to what I experienced. There was nothing, you know, romantic and cutesy about what I did. <laughs> Which, I hate to, I'm always dogging on my job, but there's a reason I retired early. <laughs> That's true. You, you had it pretty rough. And though. I've never been happier. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, anything else that you want to say on? No, just that um, I, I, I do like a man with a good, like, work it job. I do like when, um, I don't know, like, I do think it it is interesting, like, when you do encounter the occasional book where it's they do something that's a little out of the box, but still easy to, like, interesting and can add yeah. some interesting... We, we do like our construction worker. I mean, we... <laughs> yeah. And they're never construction workers. They're renovators. It's always renovators. They're yeah. always renovating something. Yes. Yes. But, you know, still... Like, like, last one, she was a birthday clown. I've never read another book about a birthday clown, but you can ease, easily, yeah. you know... Yeah, I Ex- get it. Yeah, like, you don't need to explain that to me. I know. <laughs> I know what they do. I know what they do, and yeah. we don't need intricacies. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's kind of where... It's like, I get why they're always kind of similar jobs, but I, I, I would also welcome some diversity of profession. Well, and I... You know, speaking of other professions, um, the Grip series by Kennedy Ryan. Yeah. And when you first... You read it, and you're like, Mom, you should read the series. He's a rapper. And my first thought was, yeah, no, I don't see that working for me. But I love that series. Yeah. And so sometimes, you know, you, you might 
Surprise yourself. Surprise yourself. Yeah. Like you might think, um, I know nothing in, about the rap industry. <laughs> But um, it was really good. Yeah, like really is, good. Oh gosh, that whole series. I, so good. If like, you haven't read it, I ugly wept. Yeah, in, in that read, read that series. Yeah, dang. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones that I feel like. I want to say Penny Reed has interesting professions, but I can't. Like dating ish was fun with, but even she was like a journalist. But he was a professor, right? He. He am I remembering? <laughs> I know. I mean, he did the like the AI stuff, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um and you know, I loved me the Greg and Fiona books. Yeah. Book, book. Well, there was more than one book. But um just because it reminded me so much of my own experience, but he was an Air Force or military, but he still was gone a lot. Yeah. Um but she's got some like kind of different professions uh, yeah. in her books. And then there's the Winston brothers who own the garage. Yes, and Shelly who gets to be a mechanic. Yes, which is not a common heroine. No, but it was yeah delightful. Yeah, to coin my phrase. Yeah. Uh, and then Roscoe was a vet. Yeah, and I don't mean he went to war. <laughs> he played with puppies. He played with puppies, and it was so cute. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we. We I'll, digress. Yeah, we'll always find a way to bring up Penny, Penny Reed. Um, yeah, anything else you want to say on that? No, but uh, yeah, I like guys with gritty jobs. Yeah, I know you Get do. dirty. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it myself. Um, okay. Sweaty. S- Need to take a shirt off. Yeah. Thanks so much. You're so welcome. For <laughs> joining us. I don't care about you. <laughs> Thank you, listener, so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us for New Orleans Rush by Kelly Siskind in one week on July 15th, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMom'sRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMom'sRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. We do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. That's 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 true. Um not so even kidding. We will see you next time. Bye mom. Bye, Ellen.